Welcome to Season 2 of Between Two Blue Devils. I'm Mark Horner, your host, and this is a podcast featuring teachers, administrators, alumni, and community members of the beautiful city of Talmadge, Ohio. This podcast is about stories, their stories, the stories of people who love kids, love their city, and love the pursuit of education. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're at it, feel free to share the podcast with a friend, tweet it out, post it on Facebook, snap it out, be sure to leave a review. And now without further ado, I bring you season two. Kick back, grab a cup of coffee from Crimson Cup, and enjoy getting to know some of the amazing people who love Talmadge and love our kids. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Blue Devils. And before I introduce our very special guest, I want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, The numbers have been skyrocketing as far as uh, episodes being played, and I so very much appreciate that. If you like what you're listening to, please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an exciting uh, interview that we have. I will also ask for your grace in advance. I have the coaching voice. I'm about a week in the basketball season and coaching through a mask has been quite interesting. The vocal cords are a little bit strained, but nonetheless, I am here to bring you our next guest, and I'm so very excited to have my most favorite co-teacher ever, Miss Wilmoth, as our next guest. Miss Wilmoth, welcome to Between Two Blue Devils. Thank you, excited to be here. (laughs) So this is long overdue. I think sometimes, since you're in my room with me, our room, and you're with me all the time, I oftentimes forget that you've not been a guest on this. And you share your story all the time with our students, and you're always sharing your wisdom and advice with me. And I'm like, you know what? People need to hear your story and how awesome you are and all that you bring to this building, this community, and how you are just a valuable teammate of mine and how you're just impacting lives on a daily basis. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, thank you for all those kind words. I'm feeling very much in the hot seat, which is not a place I like to be. And honestly, I've probably avoided this hot seat, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I finally cornered you. I'm so thankful for that. So, you know, what we do is we generally start off just asking about you as a teacher. So how long have you been teaching? Where did you start? All that kind of fun stuff. Why don't you give us the brief bio of who Miss Wilmoth is? Okay, well, I started teaching about 17, 18, some, somewhere around there, <laughs> kind of number of years ago. Um, I actually started out um, as wanting to be a history teacher, did not get a job, ended up going into the um, mental health field and then after being in the mental health field came back and was able to um, get a job in special education. So I'm kind of late, late in my teaching career and have brought all those other experiences which I think absolutely helped me in the classroom now. So I'm very thankful of how it all ended up playing out. But I've been in Talmadge, I think this is my 15th year in Talmadge. Mm. I had been in two other districts prior to coming here. But love, love, love Talmadge. It's really interesting, all the guests that we've had, uh, longevity is the common denominator. I mean, people, when they're here, they wanna stay here. Yes. And they and they love being part of this incredible community. Um, I really like how you talked about, you know, in looking back, in retrospect, mm-hmm. seeing all of those other experiences that you had before you got in the classroom, how you have 
grown so much from them. Yes. And you mentioned you were in the mental health field. Uh, what, what did you do? I um, had a, a, I have a degree in uh, community counseling, so I would do in-home therapy. I, when I lived in Pennsylvania, they had um, services where you could actually send therapists and mental health workers into homes to work with families in their home and within the community. Um, and then I also worked um, in a psychiatric facility for five or six years working with um, children, adolescents, adults, addictions, all kinds of, we saw a lot, hmm. we didn't get everything. So um, that was a very good experience, very eye-opening. I, I, one thing that I'm envious of, you know, ha ha you having had that experience, it just makes you that much more in tune with what goes on in the classroom and in the hallways, and you're able to recognize things way in advance. And, and I know you know what you're talking about. I mean, you're dropping knowledge in our classroom every single day. I'm learning from you uh, daily, on a daily basis. What would you say is probably the most valuable lesson that you've learned um, in the mental health field? I think it's, uh, I would probably say, um, don't make quick judgments. You need to, like, everyone has their story, everyone has their issue, everyone has certain things going on, and a lot of times we can very quickly jump to conclusions about what we think may be happening with someone, and it may just be a circumstance of, of their day, it could be a circumstance that's happening to them long term, um, but until you know really what the um, true story is, you shouldn't really jump to conclusions. That's, that's just great advice for life in general, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I mean, and, and especially for anyone who might be an aspiring teacher. Uh, I've actually had a couple of former students who want to get into education. You know, they've texted me or tweeted me mm -hmm. about uh, listening to some of the episodes. And, and that right there, what you just said, for any aspiring teacher, but just for anyone, Absolutely. Uh, is, is the best possible advice one can, can take from um, from from our, our conversation mm -hmm. here. Everyone's got a story. They do. And there's always a reason behind a behavior that you see. Right. I mean, I was reminded of that even today when we were having our conversation in our class. Uh, in, in my mind, I'm starting to form these judgments and then your very calm, reassuring, wise voice begins to direct the conversation. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, oh, okay, all right. Glad I didn't open my big mouth. <laughs> so it's, it's so funny. But how about uh, teaching? What made you want to become a teacher? You know, I, I, can, I wanted to be a teacher for as long as I can remember. Um, I, I can remember my second grade teacher was just a wonderful, wonderful woman, just very compassionate, caring. Um, I just loved her to death, Mrs. Strassner. And, um, she passed a few years ago, but mm. she just had a very big influence, I think, in showing what a teacher could be and, and how I wanted to be. And um, I always liked to play school and would have my, I would make my like grade books and lesson plans and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just always wanted to teach. You were one of those kids, I huh? I was one of those kids, <laughs> I was. <laughs> you said she was your second grade teacher? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so second grade, you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to help me out here. Second grade would make you probably eight? Seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. And that teacher had that big of an she impact did. on your life. She really did. I would always go back and um, visit her. I did lose track of her after I kind of left home and went on to the adult world, which I regret. But um, yeah, I would go back and check and just you know talk with her. And she just was a very compassionate, loving 
person and, and a good teacher. Hmm. That's uh, it's amazing when you when you hear the impact that a second grade teacher mm -hmm. has on on a, a former student's life and how it helped direct your path and your mm -hmm. your passion and. Um, your desire to serve and, and the qualities that you're mentioning that she had are right. so many of the qualities that you exemplify oh, you. Uh, on, a, on a daily basis. Um, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it's the power of being a teacher. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's uh, it's the thing that just it kind of invigorates me when I think about our calling and what we're doing. Uh, what's been your favorite thing about teaching? What do you love the most? I think it's just being able to be in a classroom and just getting to know the kids and and kind of you know being a, a kid sometimes you know with them and you know laughing and having fun mm -hmm. with them and and knowing that the relationship that I'm building with them hopefully at some point that will you know they'll think back to maybe they're having a hard time and realize that there was somebody that did care about them and and know that you know we're here for them and I always tell them, once you're my kid, you're always my kid, mm -hmm. and I truly mean that, and, and a lot of them know that, and I love that, just being able to, to be with them and get to know them and, you know, learn about their lives and those kinds of things. Yeah, relationships are, are key, yeah. and it's, it's really what leads, to, leads us to the, the spot where we can mm -hmm. actually, you know, influence and impact a life. So you've been at a bunch of different grade levels, haven't you? I have. I've been in everything. In Talmadge, I've been from everything from fourth grade through 12th grade. Okay, so if today, mm -hmm. if as soon as this interview is over, Superintendent Ferguson pulled you aside and said, listen, you can go to any grade level you want, okay? And we're gonna put you there, your favorite grade level, and that's where you're going to retire from someday. Okay. That's, you'll spend the rest of your career in your most favorite period. Which, which grade level would it be and why? Where I am now. Ah, high um, school, huh? Well, high wait, school. wait, high school. You high like school. hanging out with high schoolers? I love hanging out with <laughs> high schoolers. Um, I think it goes back to my roots of, you know, why I originally wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a high school history teacher. And so by means of, you know, all these moves and changes that have happened, you know, everything happens for a reason. And so I think, you know, I was meant to be here at the time I was meant to be here. And I, you know, I love being in high school and I love working, you know, with, my history uh, co-workers, and not that I don't love my other co-workers as well, but it's it's like I feel like I'm home. Well, we are well, the best department. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not censoring that part out either. I mean, we <laughs> don't like to brag, but we history folks, we... Uh, <laughs> I like the history department. They're great. The, yeah, it's it's neat that you would say high school, and, and I'm the same, you know, having been at middle school and high school, and then I did sub a little bit in some of the elementary mm -hmm. buildings, and, and it is fun when you're at the elementary level and the kids think you're like a superhero mm -hmm. and they all want your undivided attention, but I wouldn't That's trade. No. I wouldn't trade. Yeah, they're saints. No. I mean, that's all. Yeah, I, that's I, instant no. sainthood. Uh, lots thank of crowns. Thank you all, you elementary <laughs> teachers. Yeah. Bless you that's and right. thank you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but I wouldn't trade my spot either. I just, I love being around these high mm -hmm. school kids and, and learning from them. And, um, and don't we learn every day from we them? We do. I mean, the, the things that they just come with are just, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It really is. So we, we started off with education and talking about that. And I know that that plays an important role and you value it so much. But I know that you value a very special young man even <laughs> more than anything this else in true. the world. Yes. So uh, why don't you tell us a about your son, who he is, and uh, 
and um, how old he is and what oh. do you love about being a parent? I, I love everything about being a parent. And I know that sounds so cliche because it, parenting, actually, I was telling one of the kids today, you know, parenting is one of the hardest, most difficult things that you will ever do. But to me, it's, it's aside from, you know, being here at school, it is the most rewarding thing mm -hmm. in my life. Um, he was a gift from God and, and just a, such a blessing to me. And his name is Quinn. He's in second grade, so that's why, again, I say bless our, our elementary teachers because they're dealing with him right now. Um, <laughs> and he can be quite the turd sometimes, so, you know. Hey, they survived Kelsey and Noah, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but, no, he is just a really awesome um, kid. He just, you know, is very inquisitive, and, you know, he's a history nerd just like his mom. Yes, and so we right. enjoy all that and watching our, you know, war movies and, going to the museums and, and things like that. But, you know, he's very athletic and loves to be outside. Mm. And just, um, you know, he's my buddy. And we have such a great time together. And like I said, he's just my life's greatest blessing. He really is. That's awesome. You know, Quinn is a cool name. It yeah. is a super cool name. What, what made you decide on Quinn? Well, um, when I had decided I wanted to get pregnant, I started having dreams. Um, about getting pregnant or about, you know, um, uh, babies and whatnot, I guess. <laughs> and um, so actually, my dream, Quinn was named in my dreams. He, really? I had several dreams. Um, one dream was of a little boy that was probably about nine months old out on a, on a patio in one of those little walker things. And um, I called him Quinn. Um, and, and then there was another that I had that he was like at elementary level and he was walking down the hall with backpack and his little hair flopping up and down and he's like hey mom and i'm like hey quinn how was your day so it's it's um and then there was another one that i had that it was like either like a college graduation or a high school graduation and again here's this young man that i could see and his name was quinn so hmm. i knew if i had a boy that his name was going to be quinn that i i, I never knew that yeah that takes place that, you know, there's a it question on here goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> with something about you that very few people mm -hmm. know. I didn't know yeah. that all these years. So that, that, yeah, that gives me the goosebumps mm -hmm. as well. I mean, that's just like, you've got this miracle young man mm -hmm. and, and you were visited in your dreams, you know, uh, with that name. And it's, it's almost kind of symbolic of the calling that's on his life. This mm -hmm. little, little guy is going to go on yeah. to do great things. Um, I'm so thankful you didn't say, oh, well, I'm a big Brady Quinn fan. Oh, no. <laughs> At first, I'm like, okay, let's see. Where's this one coming from? <laughs> so that's way cooler. I, I love it. That is so cool. What is your favorite thing to do with Quinn? Do you guys have a hobby? Do you have something you guys do like on a regular basis on the weekends together? Or? Um, we, we, call, we do what we call our adventures. So like usually it would be like, you know, Sunday afternoons or, you know, Saturday afternoons. Um, but we like to just go explore different places. So a lot of times we, we do. We go to museums. We go to, um, like he just asked again, we went to the Ohio History Museum down in um, Columbus a couple years ago, and he's like, Mom, can we, you know, can we go on another adventure down there? Or just finding different places mm -hmm. to, to go together that, that we're discovering new things, and um, we just go on our adventures. That is so cool. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it, just cherish the moments, because they go by so fast. It's, it's already gone so fast. I can't believe he's, he's going to be eight. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. it's awesome. Um, 
So you and Quinn, mm -hmm. it's a Friday night. Yep. All right. What's your Friday night go-to meal? So is there like, you guys eat pizza? Is it is it pizza. Is it pizza? <laughs> it is, at least like lately, yeah. It's, it's, I'll go pick, he goes to the rec center after school, so I'll go pick him up and then we head for our pizza and pizza and a movie, you know, pizza and movie night usually on Friday nights. Or it's been, it was football, you know, when football season mm -hmm. was still in, we'd watch football game and, and eat our pizza. But. What's your favorite pizza to get? Uh, just regular old pepperoni. Is um, it Little Caesars? Well, well or? typically, yeah, yeah, it's been Little Caesars lately. Um, okay. We like Giannino's too. Yeah. But you, know. you can't live in Talmadge not like Giannino's. Yeah. No, it's it's a favorite. That's yeah. Friday night's a good pizza night as well. I think we're uh, we're gonna have pizza in the Horner household mm -hmm. tonight uh, for sure, uh, and probably uh, probably Giannino's, maybe Little Caesars. I don't know. Probably one of each because mm -hmm. oh, you know you we kind of. Kelsey will only work, <laughs> eat one kind. And so uh, that's so awesome. What a great story about Quinn. And, and he's, um, you know, just an extraordinary young man. And he loves sports as well. Yes. So what's his favorite sport? Football. Football. He loves football. How are you as a football mom? Do you, you like football? Or? Oh, I love watching football. Um, especially, like, I love watching the youth play or the high school play. Um, I think, you know, just to see their passion and the love that they have for the game versus, you know, pro College is good too. As I as it gets more into the professional, I'm I'm not as interested. But I love watching kids play, yeah. and um, I'm surprised. But I'm not so much of the like worrying about him getting hurt and you know those kind. That's going to happen. He's mm -hmm. a boy. He's a very active boy. We have at least one or two emergency room visits per year. <laughs> that's just kind of how it is, you know. So um, I mean, you know, last year he broke his sternum, which is the hardest bone <laughs> to oh. break, and you know, so it's just. That's his game. He loves it, and he's very passionate about it. That's and awesome. It's wonderful to watch him enjoy it all. So you're obviously passionate about teaching, and you are extraordinarily passionate about your son. Mm -hmm. But what else are you passionate? What are your favorite hobbies? I mean, when you have time. I yes. mean, right now you're busy, but right. if you were given the weekend to yourself, and Quinn was, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe shadowing. Uh, the Cleveland Browns for the weekend or, or whatever, and you were free, what would you do with the free time that you had? Well, well this is my total nerd uh, <laughs> thing. Um, I either would be reading, just laying on the couch, reading a good book. Um, I haven't got to do that in a long time. But um, I'm also, I, I love scrapbooking. So again, that kind of goes to that history nerd and keeping my family history and loving you know the photos and telling our story and, and those kinds of things. So yeah, I, I'm an absolute nerd. Well, I'm proud of it. Okay, so tonight you go home and you get to sit down and read a book. Mm -hmm. What book would you read? Ooh. Well, what's your favorite genre? I, I really like, you know, fiction, like mystery, psychological thriller, shocker, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try to figure out, you know, who done it kind of things. Yeah. Um, that's what, I, if I'm going to read for pleasure, that's what I'm going to read. Um, so, I, I, like Patricia Cornwell. Okay. Um, I haven't read something in so long that I can't even like. <laughs> it's hard. It's I hard know. to. It's hard to have Mary time. Mary Higgins Clark. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to always have something reading, but then mm -hmm. you know, life took over. So. Well, I yeah, and and I love to read, and I'm in the middle of like so many books. But I don't know it, how you do that with reading 50 million books at one time. I cannot do that. It's you know they're they're sporadically placed throughout the house, and so if I find myself in one area, then I just grab that book and I read it. Uh, I don't have a lot of time. Like I try to, I try to read before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm, at this stage right now, 
by the time I go to bed, it's five minutes and I'm out cold. And then my wife is nudging me and she's like, turn the light <laughs> off and put the book away. Why do you do that? You know, and then I'm like, well, at least I'm reading a paragraph. And I'll have to reread it again tomorrow night. But I love books mm -hmm. and, I, and I love asking all of my guests if there's a book that you would recommend. What would be that book and why? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Um, a book I would recommend. Or even a book that you would consider to be like one of the most influential books in your life. Well, aside from the Bible. Um, <laughs> that's a good place to start right there. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that, that is really a... I can't really think of one that that's like that, that's overwhelming to think of just one um it is like you the, almost feel like your purpose driven life um was the one about the, the person you meet in heaven oh yeah i know what um, you're um mitch album yes yeah yes um and that's a really uh that's such a thought-provoking book you know it's it's a perspective shifter mm -hmm. when you when you read that you start to look at things so differently yeah the reason i ask is you know like i look back at kind of different chapters of my life and i see different books that really impacted me and influenced me especially in the classroom mm -hmm. but as overall as a person you know like so uh, mindset by carol dweck yeah oh yeah that's, um, mr ferguson that's actually gave me that book mm -hmm. this goes back probably maybe a decade ago maybe not quite that long but i remember reading that and it's just it just just changed the way it is a shifter you know grit by angela mm -hmm. duckworth mm -hmm. one of my most favorite books of, of all time um and there are all these little nuggets and little quotes, and you, and you know from being in the classroom, I'm always throwing out quotes and things of that nature uh, because they just resonate with me. What, do you have a life quote or do you I have do. A, a phrase, a mantra? Yes, live the life you have imagined. Um, it just has been, uh, especially in the, my life in the last probably 15 years or so, just you know, looking at what is it I want, where do I wanna be, how can I get there and, um, you know, setting the set, you know, putting things in motion in order to try and get there. Hmm. So I, I love that quote, live the life you have imagined. Um, what, when you talk to kids about that, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of obstacles do you share with them that you've experienced and, and that you've been able to overcome? Um, I mean, just talking about, you know, I, I was very driven. Obviously, I, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, so I was very driven as far as, like, when I graduated high school, I had my whole life all mapped out already, which we know never works, <laughs> never out, works way, right? out that way. Um, so, you know, I had planned I was going to um, graduate college in four years. I was going to get, a, you know, a teaching job, then I was going to be married, and then, you know, going to have my children and all of that kind of thing. And um, it just didn't work out that way, you know, just... I did not find a teaching job right when I graduated. I did graduate in four years, and I worked really hard to get there, and then didn't get that job, and then kind of shifting my path. And um, I think it's opening yourself up to any opportunities that may come your way, mm -hmm. because again, you don't know where your path is going to go, where it's going to lead. Mm -hmm. um, and opportunities kind of came my way that I didn't expect, and it kind of took me, you know, in different directions. And um, you just have to open yourself up to what other opportunities present themselves because again I, I believe that you know things happen for a reason so I didn't get a job right away for a reason that I was meant to go into mental health before I came to teaching because then that experience I had in mental health has helped me to be a much better teacher and develop better relationships with kids than I would have had had I just started teaching. Mm. 
So just be open and see what life brings you. Such great advice. I mean, you, you, life is full of twists and turns. And, and I love your mindset about how, you know, you just, you've got to embrace the, mm -hmm. the pivot. You got to embrace the change and, and, and be open mm -hmm. and, and flexible. And COVID has certainly oh, caused us to really, you know, think quickly on our feet and, and just think differently. How, how are you handling the, the, the COVID crisis that we're, we're in? Oh, one day at a time. Hmm. Um, and, and it's been tough. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be very vulnerable and say, you know, there were, were some times during all of this that is just, you know, you want to just not get out of bed and not mm -hmm. deal with anything and, you know, just hide in a hole somewhere. And um, the thing I think is, taught me the most is one appreciate every single day that we have because we don't know you know what's going to come tomorrow or even later today um, so living in that moment and enjoying that enjoying each other and our families and the time that we get to spend with them um, it's taught me too about getting back to taking care of myself hmm. rather than just focusing on being a nurturer not only to my son but to other people um, that I need to be taking care of myself and, and focusing back on that and mm -hmm. getting myself back healthy and in shape and all those kinds of things so I can be here to enjoy life and mm -hmm. um, just really just being, I know fluid has been a big word, buzzword as far as COVID is concerned, but I think it is important to just know that things can change from one minute to the next and you know, again, kind of going back to whatever opportunities present themselves, we have to look at that as you know, with what's coming up with COVID or what's been going on with COVID is just kind of take it as things come and you just have to deal with it. Hmm. That's uh, it, everything that you're saying just resonates so deeply with me. And I just keep thinking about, about how I was before March 13th mm -hmm. and how different I am now and how you, you definitely see things through a different lens. Oh, you do. Um, and it's, it is really, it's exciting, but just so very scary, mm -hmm. especially now. I mean, you know, when we're walking these hallways every day and, and we see the number of kids, especially who are quarantined, we're right. very fortunate that the COVID cases haven't gone up, but the quarantines, you know, it's, it's a little bit eerie. It is. And um, you really have to maintain a positive mindset and you have to have those, those um, self maintenance and mm -hmm. self care plans in place so that you can, can weather this storm. So that's some great advice that you're sharing. Um, well, we've, uh, we've talked about a lot of really interesting things. I'm going to switch gears here. I haven't asked this question yet, uh -oh. but I've, I'm, I'm kind of, it's not, it's not that, that serious, but I, I'm wondering, is there, is there something you would want to say to those who are listening to kind of ease their mind uh, in regards to how things are going in our schools? Mm. I, I, I would say one, I think that our schools have, have done an awesome job in doing what they can do to try and keep everyone here safe. I mm. mean, I'll be very honest at that. I was concerned coming back. I was trying to figure out a way maybe that I, you know, if I shouldn't come back. Um, now that I'm back, I mean, I, I feel like our district really has done what they can truly do to, to protect everybody here. Um, and. I want to see school continue, and I think it's it's where we need to be and where the kids need to be, and um, so I'm thankful to our district for going to the measures that they've gone to to, to keep us all safe, um, and we're just going to keep taking things again, you know, one day at a time. 
Yeah, our, our leadership has done an extraordinary job. Yeah, they have. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I feel completely safe, mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it, it's refreshing because I hear a lot about other districts mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that they're dealing with, and uh, we are very, very much prepared, uh, and I'm very, very pleased with what they're doing. For sure. Um, well, you know what? It's been, this has been a great conversation, and it's been pretty deep. I'm going to switch gears and okay. we're going to go a little lighter and okay. we're going to do some rapid fire questions oh, here for well, you. I'm not so good at those. We'll so, see how that... Oh, you're <laughs> way better than you think because the first question I'm going to ask you, you have been asked before and okay. I have an audio clip of it, uh -oh. but um, what is your guilty pleasure when it comes to music? Oh. <laughs> Heavy metal. <laughs> Did you hear that? She is a metal head. So heavy metal, why don't you tell us if you are, what is your go-to like pump me up, fire me up song? Uh, anything Metallica, just that that hard like um, gets me going. I just, I, I know, I sh it shocks people when they hear me say that. I was like the kids the other day, what? I know, that's you my know? favorite part when I, I ask you that question in front of the kids because I just want to see their responses the and they're like looking at you and going, heavy metal, really? <laughs> uh, you know, and Metallica. Yeah. But, uh, and every time it comes up, the, the cool factor just skyrockets. Oh. You know, that, that's so cool. Uh, what is your favorite candy? Anything chocolate. Anything chocolate. What's your favorite chocolate. kind of any, you have any chocolate that you really like? Oh, well, Reese Cups are, are probably my big downfall. Oh, I know. But, um, and then Daff, I, I got spoiled living where I did in Pennsylvania, right by the chocolate, Daffin's Chocolate Factory. They okay. Make, like the best chocolate. Yeah, what part of Pennsylvania were you from? Um, I was in Sharpsville and Sharon, which is just over the border, but it was always cool when the kids, I said, yeah, I came from another state to come to school today. And they're yeah. all like, what? So, yeah, yeah, you were commuting for a long time I from there. for 13 years. Wow. Um, from Pennsylvania to here every day. And, yeah. and how long of a drive it's was that? It's about an hour and 10 minutes. So it's not, I mean, it would be like driving to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but like I said, when you're saying you're coming from another state, you know, That's... it kind of has that like, hey, you know, shape up. I, I, I don't want to hear it. You know, I just came <laughs> from, I got up at 4.30 this morning to get here and, you know. <laughs> Drove, drove from another state. Drove from another state, <laughs> rocking out to Metallica the entire time. So, um, yeah, you know what? I, I just so very much appreciate having you on here, and I, I appreciate you so very much. Um, I absolutely love having you as a co-teacher in here. I love our classroom. Yeah. It's, it's it's so much fun. I, I think we complement each other, no, and so. and it's it's an awesome class to. to you know, work together and be with the kids and, um, you know, you're a blessing to the kids too. And people need to know that. So well, we make a good team. We make a good team. And, and, and it's, uh, it's amazing. Cause I hear a lot of times I hear about co-teachers and co-teaching, uh, and it, it, you don't even know this. The other day I was talking to, uh, I was talking to our assistant principal and I'm like, listen, um, I don't have a problem stepping out of my classroom. Miss Wilmoth would teach everything i mean we would we would skip we wouldn't skip a, i mean there mm -hmm. we wouldn't skip a beat it, it's just we click together mm -hmm. and if i can't be in here you take over and it's and when we're in here we're bouncing off of mm -hmm. ideas off of each awesome. other we're feeding off of each other i mean it really is a blessing and i am not lying when i tell you the amount of wisdom that you have dropped in here that has just changed me oh, okay. and uh it is it's it's just just neat to be here you are a blessing to this school 
you're a blessing to these kids and you're a blessing to me and oh, I thank you so much and I, and I thank you for sacrificing part of your day to, yeah. to meet to, <laughs> got in the hot seat <laughs> <laughs> so got in the hot seat I, you know I got to come up with like you know there's the Budweiser hot seat so there's oh, Horner's Corners hot seat oh, or, or something like that but um Hey, I want to thank all of you for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did conducting it. Uh, Ms. Wilmoth is just another example of the amazing teachers that we have here and administrators that we have here, people who are committed to making our school and the kids of our school better. So thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to sharing another interview with you next week. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our interview today. Be sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on. And also feel free to follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Horner the Teacher or on Twitter at THS Mr. Underscore Horner for podcast updates, blog updates, and more information about our guests. If you liked what you heard, I would appreciate if you give us a review and share the episode. Help me get the message out about how incredible our community is and how awesome our teachers are. If you haven't, make sure you go back and listen to past interviews. There are a lot of amazing people that we've had the privilege of interviewing. Until next time, go Blue Devils.